everyone and welcome back to the How Not To Be A Karen podcast. My name's Karen. I'm so excited to be uploading this episode on 1111. It's obviously a very magical number and it's a Friday. By the time you guys are listening to this, I'll be in San Francisco celebrating one of my best friend's birthdays. Um, but yeah, I'll be in the magical city and my hometown of San Francisco. I'm really excited to go back and be even more cold because it definitely is fall slash winter, if you will. Um, but although that's different because it's always chilly, but I have a really exciting episode for you guys today. Um, but before we get into it, I want to go ahead and talk about Midnight's. You all know that I am a Swifty through and through, till I die, hardcore, went through the whole traumatic 2016 experience, and then we got my second favorite album of all time of hers, Reputation. Um, But I'm really, I've just been really listening nonstop to Midnight's, and if you don't know, Midnight's is Taylor Swift's 10th studio album which is kind of crazy and kind of insane to say but she is a legend it's holding right now all 13 spots on the hot billboard 100 chart which is not surprising but amazing to hear but um i i give i think this album's gonna quickly become one of my top five albums of hers it's 13 songs she did also release the 3 a.m version which has seven more songs in there um, at, like after like 2 a.m. the next day when she released Midnight's, um, but it was it was really cool. But anyway, the the album Midnight's itself is about 44 minutes, and I am I know this because I'm on Spotify right now. But I'm just gonna go ahead and say it. My top five of the album, and at the moment I would say it's Midnight Rain, Maroon, Snow on the Beach, Lavender Haze, and Bejeweled. Or actually karma um, thank you tiktok for that I've just been loving just how tiktok and how well received this album has been you know in this whole swifty community like we're definitely all super excited and still listening to it non-stop midnight rain like I literally have the melody in the back of my head right now playing like there's a theory but obviously that theory is like absolutely incorrect but that I don't know if you guys know who he is but James Charles rec- helped record it and then he went on the train and he like uploaded a TikTok and was I don't know it's so extra but it's really funny but um yeah I hope you guys have listened to it I also on the same day the new Arctic Monkeys album came out absolutely amazing and then um the Night City 5 I know I spoke about this last episode too but their album came out. I've obviously been listening to that as well, but it's just been such a good season to just be cozying up to new music by all my favorite artists and simultaneously, you know, trying to cope with the weather and then like life. It's just, it's just been such a crazy last couple of weeks, um, personally and work-wise. And, um, I think this episode definitely has been a really good episode too put out especially right now it couldn't be have been more perfect timing i will say i'm manifesting right now getting swifty tickets because they go out on november 15th and um yeah it's gonna be a bloodbath but it's okay i can't wait um i'm really excited to go to the midnight's eras tour next year over the summer and on my birthday uh yeah i hope you guys are having a really good 
fall season so far. Um, the year's kind of practically over, which is kind of scary to say, but um, we're almost halfway through November. We got this. On today's episode, I have Leah McLeod on, the founder of The Design of You. She is a human design expert, manifestation coach, a five out of one sacral generator. Stay tuned and listen to what that means. And she claims that it wasn't until she found human design that things really shifted and changed for her. So if you don't know, human design is another tool just like manifestation, astrology, Myers-Briggs, Enneagram, therapy, psychics, mediums, oracle readers. It's another tool to help you learn and understand more of who you are. Um, Again, if you're interested, I would highly suggest checking out her website at thatdesignofyou.com. She also has a podcast. We get into her journey with human design, how she got started with it, where she was at before, um, the 9 to 5 culture lifestyle, the different types of human design and the human design quiz, which again, I highly suggest you taking it online. And yeah, I hope you guys enjoy the episode with Leah of the, the Design of You. And with that, let's welcome Leah to the pod. I was at a retreat over the weekend and oh. one of the girls there, she creates these like EMF blocking yeah. like, bags. And she started talking to me about like routers and like the EMFs that come off of it. And so my router sits next to my dog's crate. And so I've been freaked out from the weekend and I unplugged it last night for the first time. And I was like, oh, I'm going to unplug this because like she said, it's bad. Yeah. And I think she's onto something. Like I I agree. I would turn it off, but I live with two roommates. So I probably can't do that. But I'm going to be that like when I live alone, like I'm going to be that person that like turns off all like I put my my phone on airplane mode every single night because Mm -hmm. I'm just like I don't want to be interrupted like if an emergency happens I know but like the the reality of it is like I don't think it's like we're not putting it out there so hopefully that doesn't happen but like the chances are very low but I agree I've like heard podcasts and stuff like that where people talking about like routers and I immediately when you when you told me that you turned it off I was like I feel like it's because like she knows about like the whole, you know, how bad it is for you. I just learned and like I got, I bought, she has these really cool bags and like you can put your phone in it. So I bought one of those and she has these router covers, but they're kind of expensive. And I was like, well, I'm just going to unplug it. But anyway, I haven't gotten on my computer yet today. I was just like sitting there, like doing Q and A's on my phone, which is just connected to whatever. And I was on the couch and then I was like, yeah, I'm going to go to my thing. And I went to my computer and I'm like, oh shit. And then it like took forever. So, but I'm so happy to have you on. Um, I know. I'm, <laughs> I'm recording already, by the way, uh, already, but um, yeah, because I was like, I don't want to forget. <laughs> um, yeah, I do that all the time in readings. We're like halfway through. I'm like, oh, I think I should probably record this because <laughs> yeah. like that's required. Wait, why so. do you record it? Is it for like your own use or for them? For them. So they have oh. like the audio after, like if they want to oh, learn that's more. that's nice. Yeah. So they can go back to it and then they can like, um, we hear it basically. Yeah. 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 So basically I would forget them, like, if they want to like, there's a nugget that they want to like read more about or hear what I said. Yeah. So they kind of have the access to the, the yeah. recording. Do you, yeah. Do you mostly do readings for people um, through Zoom then? Or do you not yep, do any of them in person? Oh my God. So you work remote. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. 
I do some in person, but not not really. Not really. Like in my hometown, like I'm from Ohio. Oh, so, okay. Like sometimes when I'm home, like people will like want to like you know grab a glass of wine or grab coffee and and do human design. So we'll do it like in that respect. But no, yeah. it's just oh wow, in your hometown. Oh, mm-hmm. What part of Ohio? I mean, I, I don't know if I've heard about it, but Toledo, Ohio. Oh maybe. my gosh. So my, so well, one, my sister lives in Oceanside, California, mm-hmm. and I just have always visited her and I love California. My stepmom's from Santa Cruz, which is in NorCal. So I think I came out here when I was in eighth grade and I mean, California just had my heart. Yeah. Um, I actually learned in astrology. I have a, one of my sun lines goes through California, which is like in astro cartography. I guess that's like a really strong placement. Do you know? Oh my gosh. Yes. I just got mine done last week by um one of our members that where I work at, she did mine. And essentially like LA, I have a big like conjunction here. Is that a good or a bad thing? I don't, a, it, um, it can be good or bad, but it depends which one specifically. But I know the one she read before, I think it was Jupiter, which I think Jupiter rules luck. She was like, there's a lot of abundance here for you. Like, this is a good place for you to be. Like, I can see why you moved here. And I was like, oh my gosh, because I'm from NorCal. So I I grew up like 30 minutes north of Santa Cruz. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, you'll have to send me who it was because I've never had it professionally done. Like, okay. I just, I've heard what? a couple of things from friends and- yeah. It was yeah. very casual, but maybe I can wake you guys up because she loves doing those. We had a meeting and then she was like, we can actually read. And I was like, wait, but do you mind reading mine since we have extra, extra time? And she was asking me about like work stuff. And then after she was like, oh my God, can I read it? And I was like, yes, like, please. And I had my personal laptop because I'm like, I'm not doing that on my work laptop. Like, it's just not. And I wanted to keep it for myself. So um, she read it. it. It was really cool. You get to ask. I would say like before you get yours done, maybe have like three locations in mind. And okay. I chose LA, Paris, um, and I forgot the other one. Maybe oh, in my hometown, just like technically San Jose, San Francisco. Yeah, yeah. just yeah. to see like what kind of came up. Oh my gosh, I'm totally yeah. doing that. I feel like yeah. I need to know. I mean, yeah. I thrive here, so that's just yeah. sort of draw me that drew me this way. And I, I mean, there's a whole like really crazy manifestation story, kind of like bucket into how I actually got out here. But yeah, um, short story is that my boyfriend, okay. he's a travel nurse, and so he we'd came out here like and visited my, my sister's place. And then, um, he ended up deciding to go and travel nurse in 2020 when the pandemic hit. And so he was like, let's go to California, which is just crazy because I've always like wanted to come out here. And I tried to come here for so long and I was like applying for all these jobs. And this was before I did human design. So I had like a corporate job and was doing the whole thing. And so I finally got out here, uh, or I, I couldn't do it myself, I guess. And, you know, the world kind of blesses us with our manifestations in wild ways, which is crazy. Like two of the jobs that I applied for were in Irvine, like, and I got to last round interviews with them. And so it's just funny that we ended up sort of back in this place. Yeah. But, um, so yeah, so yeah, we came out here for that. And I mean, there's no really, really no, uh, indication of us leaving anytime soon. So we'll see what happens. That's amazing. And Orange County is beautiful. Like I, I lived there for like four years all throughout college and like I love like but like the beaches and like Una Beach and um because I, I know you also like sell jewelry right yeah yeah oh my god it's so cute um but uh yeah anyway so like it's crazy how like certain things can lead us to different places like for me it led back to LA but I started Orange County and then I was like I don't want to leave SoCal and then but um 
So you mentioned about like, um, you were talking about uh, like human design, what which is what you do now. How did mm-hmm. your, your journey start, you know, because you were working corporate before what were you working in before like specifically like what um uh like what area yeah so I was in so I worked for a major manufacturing company but I worked in tech they have like a really okay oh my god I come from tech too (laughs) yeah I I used to lead um, a development team and I used to work between like marketing and developers and UX researchers and designers. And Mm -hmm. I had a really great career. Uh, I have no complaints for the job that I had, but just ultimately was not fulfilling for me. And it's always really funny when I tell people I worked for this like manufacturing company, they're like, that's just so different from like who you are and what you do now. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, it it really is. And that's because I've always just had this like spiritual inclination and like the way that I interact with people. I just, I like that more personal touch. And so yeah, finding human design was really one of those things that really um, kind of opened my eyes to one, the just the the way the system works in general and how it can help people. Mm-hmm. And for me, like it really did, it changed my life. It changed the way that I. You see things in your world perspective and everything, right? Yeah, it yeah. changed the way that I tune into my intuition. And just by doing that, I mean, ultimately, like I, I now I do human design for a living, but really like that came out of just like truly using the system and, and getting into alignment in that way. So it is, yeah, such a crazy sort of um, journey that it's taken me from there to now, but it's been the best journey. And I love being in human design. It's so fun. And have you had a reading before? I've never had a reading before on human design, Um, but it's fascinating. So for people who don't know who, you know, obviously we've heard of astrology and we were talking about earlier about astrocatography, which is like where you, it's in particular two locations, but like for people who don't know what is human design? Yeah. So human design is an empowerment system. It really allows us to understand how our energy operates and it is based on the time that we're born. So okay, a part science, part sort of mystical system, and it combines a lot of modalities. So in human design, it's sort of this umbrella that encompasses astrology, quantum physics, genetics, the Chinese I Ching, the chakra system. And so all of these sort of systems are umbrella into human design. And so based on the time that we're born, we all have this sort of unique energetic blueprint called a body graph. And our body graph can tell us one, how our energy like simply operates Two, how we can bring in the most aligned opportunities through simply using our, um, by simply using our like energetic like being how we can use our, we all have something called a strategy and authority. We can use that to make decisions. It allows us to tap into our intuition. We all have unique intuition. So instead of a lot of people saying like, oh, I'm so intuitive, or I have a strong gut, or, you know, like you hear people say those things all the time. And really that can be true. Like, for example, like in my chart, like I do have a strong gut, like that is my intuition, but some people it's, instinct some people it's willpower some people it's like literally working through their emotions and so everyone and you know it's different some people it's about feeling it in their environments and talking to other people being sounding boards with others so people all have unique intuitions and using their human design allows them to tap into that and not only that we can also discover like what are our greatest gifts what are the things that we are um, really amazing at what are the things that we um, kind of came here to be and 
you know, I like to say that human design is one, like it helps us find our intuition. It helps us find our purpose. It helps us manifest. Like when we're in alignment, we can manifest very, very quickly, which is something I'm extremely passionate about. Um, it also is a helpful tool in understanding how your like you operate in terms of exercise, digestion, movement, um, even environments, which is a deeper layer in human design, which is something that a lot of people don't talk about because it's very nuanced. But those are also pieces of the system that um, are just really cool and can really help people just sort of live their best life. So yeah, I like to say it's a tool for high performance. Um, and I also like to know as well, because some people like, it's so funny um, <laughs> growing up in Ohio and being in California, because people here are a lot more open-minded, I, I tend to find and yeah. Ohio, um, not so much. So a lot of, you know, I grew up in like the very like small rural town, like religious, like yeah. all of that stuff. And people are always like, oh my gosh, like shun you for like whatever you're doing. And it's just so funny to me. And I like to say like human design literally isn't a belief system. Um, so it's not like a religion or like a cult or like anything crazy. I always just right. like to that because some people listening are going to be like, oh my gosh, like they're going to put so much like power into something. So it's really kind of like, it's kind of like a personality test, but it's not based on a test. It's literally just based on your birth time. Birth time but, yeah. um, it's sort of like Enneagram and astrology have this beautiful baby and it allows you to understand the art and science of who you came here to be. Yeah. It sounds like it's like a tool sort of. And I, I love that you mentioned that, like, it's not like it's a quote or like, I hate the, like, um, like how people will, will say, oh my God, you're into astrology. You must be crazy. It's like, no, astrology is a tool to help you understand yourself better by the way, what is your sign? <laughs> I am a Scorpio sun. My birthday is November 9th. It's coming oh up. Oh my gosh. And I'm a Cancer rising and a Gemini moon. But oh I'm a gosh. Sagittarius stellium in the sixth house. So if you're like okay. into it on that deep level. So oh. I have a lot of sixth house energy and a lot of Sagittarius energy as well. Oh my God. I love Sag. I'm, I'm an Aries. So I, I'm very familiar with fire signs and yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's good. It's great. But yeah, like, like, like I, I was talking about before, like, I, I think I hate the bad rap that it gets. And like you mentioned before, like, it's good to be open-minded and help you understand better. Cause at the end of the day, like you should be able to use all these tools. Like there's all these tools available. Why not use them? Um, but uh, what are the different types of human design and how, for example, like, I think I'm a generator. So like, how can, by someone knowing what type of human design you are, how can someone help um, manifest something in their life or how does that manifest even and like to begin with in their life? Yeah. So, well, okay. So that's your energy type. So when you type in, you can go to my website, the design of you.com slash get dash your chart, and you okay. can look up your, you just have to have your birth time. It's really important that right. you do. Um, if you can, if you don't, if you can narrow it down to like a couple hours, that will be okay. Just some of the pieces will be a little bit inaccurate, um, right. that you by the minute, which is like the digestion and stuff. But anyway, so oh. everyone has a, an energy type there's five. So generators, okay. that's what you are. That's what I am. That's the most common type. Yeah. And so those are people that are here to really like follow what excites them, follow what lights them up. There are people who are really able to, they're kind of like the builders. There's like a quote that they're like the nine to fivers, but I don't really like to subscribe to that language no, because I don't, it, I don't like that either. Yeah. Cause like one, no. And two, it's only when they do things that they love that they have this limitless energy. So the words sort of make sense like generators, they generate. So it's like, as they say things or as they do things that they love, as they bring in opportunities that 
that excite them, they kind of like generate. And the next type is called a manifesting generator and manifesting generators, they combine two types. So the generator and then one called a manifester, which we'll get to in a minute. And they're, they operate very similarly to a generator, but they are also very good at like trailblazing they're they're kind of someone who gets like impulses from the universe and they can kind of like initiate things that they're excited about and then the more they follow that light they sort of get these like impulses these initiations they can trailblaze they can get to where they're going really quickly they have the ability to course correct they're very curious multi-passionate beings so um, manifesting generators are the people that you see like doing all sorts of things in all sorts of different um, areas of expertise so like you'll see, like I just did a reading last week with someone who was like a rock climber, but then she also was um, into like fashion, but then she also is like into like learning about like this crazy, like scientific, like it was just like, she's just all over the place. And that's just how they are. They have a lot of interests. Then projectors of the next type, projectors are about 22% of the population. So now it starts to get a little bit more rare. So there's a lot of generators and manifesting generators running around. So the next type is projectors are about 22% of the population and projectors are our natural guides, our advisors. They're really people who can absorb the world. They're super observant, um, oftentimes called the seers and their energy like projects. So they have, they sometimes project onto other people, everything that they know. So it's really important for them to wait to be recognized or invited since they carry so much, um, since they observe so much and see so much, they carry so much knowledge. It's important that people recognize them for that knowledge and how great they are and masterful they are, whatever it is that they're into before they start to like tell them everything that they know, because it can feel like a projection. The next type is called the manifestors and manifestors are, and by the way, all types can manifest. Uh, so I think okay. that's a common misconception where people are like, oh, I'm not a manifester. Cause I remember thinking that when I first got into human design. So manifestors are people that they're about three to 5% of the population and they are total trailblazers. They um, are really kind of go in their own way. Um, They are oftentimes really bold, impactful. They have really big energy when they walk into a room, people can feel them. And yeah, they're just kind of these people that are meant to like go off and sort of like do their own thing in their own way. Um, and when they say manifestors, it's like, because they can kind of get to where they want to go very quickly, um, kind of like the manifesting generator, which is a piece of that. And then the last type, 1% of the population are reflectors, which carry no consistent energy in their chart. So if you look at their body graph, it's like completely white. And that means they have like no defined energy centers or channels. And generators are people that are um, they, they're kind of like the mirrors or did I say generators? I'm so sorry. Reflectors are the people that are like, okay, they're uh, (laughs) like uh, the mirrors and they reflect people's energy back because since they're so open, it's basically like when they're around people, that energy is sort of like mirrored onto them. And so they mirror it, they mirror it back to, um, the person that they're with. And they're people that very similar to a projector where they're very observant, very, um, they sort of sample energy. It's really important for them to be in the right spaces and the right environments. Um, they surprise themselves when they are in alignment and they are really people that are just super mutable and are like definitely someone you want to have around to know like how we're doing. They, they have this ability to just kind of pick up on everything environmentally, very in tune with sort of the celestial bodies of the world too. 
Yeah. I mean, it sounds like they're like reflectors can be empaths. Maybe, you know, they have water, a lot of water in their chart. Like, do you think there's a, like a connection between astrology and human design? Because I also have another question that we get into too, because I'm an, obviously we're both generators and we're Scorpio and Aries. And I feel like those are two signs that are very, that get shit done and just like very, um, like go-getters and obviously like Aries is like the first sign and stuff but do you think there's a connection between astrology and like human design astrology is a part of human design but it's not necessarily in that way so like thinking about when you say like um you know like the water sign so a reflector can be it could be any type um it could be or like it could be any zodiac sign yeah where we get to the astrology and human design is looking specifically at what we call gates. So like, if you look up your body graph, there's all these mm-hmm. little teeny numbers that are in these shapes. And then there's like two columns on each side of your chart. And there's like all of these numbers next to symbols and they, they're like planet symbols. So it'll be like the sun, the earth, the nodes, and you'll kind of go down. And then there's like little, it'll, like, it'll say like a number and then a decimal point. So those are all gates. And so there's 26 gate activate activations in a human design chart and each of these activations um links to a zodiac sign so each gate matches to something so for example like i'm scorpio and gate one is in my conscious sun in human design and that's because that's my sun sign and gate one's it's a scorpio it's a scorpio gate so like i I mean, for the most part, I have all most of the 64 gates memorized in terms of which ones fall within each sort of um, <clears throat> each sort of zodiac sign, but they they link up that way. So it's not necessarily like that we see more generators that are Scorpios or we see more, um, you know, Sagittarius's as a manifesting generator or something like that. It's just more that um, those are kind of like flavors to each of like the gifts within the chart. So any any zodiac sign could be any type. But yeah, yeah. it would be cool though <laughs> if see a reflector who that can add a nuance. And you know, I'm not an expert in astrology, but I, I know enough to be dangerous. But like <laughs> I know people that do sort of both. Like there's a lot of readers out there that kind of do both they'll like do astro human design readings, which is really, really cool. That's and really fun. <laughs> yeah. And like, yeah. so I think they'll spend a lot of times analyzing like, okay, like for example, if someone's a water sign and then you see that they're a reflector and then it's like, oh, okay. So like, that's probably where you start to really like kind of build this whole picture of like this personality. And I love what you said at the beginning. I meant to add to what you're saying about astrology and being sort of a tool, like yeah. human design is another tool. And yeah. I like to tell people like, okay, when I am having like, you know, a bad day, it's like, let me open my toolbox. What do I have in here? Do I need to take a bubble bath? Do I need to call my therapist? Do <laughs> I need to go talk to a psychic? Do I need to call my mom? Do I need to just go outside? You know what I mean? Like we all have these tools. <clears throat> and I, I think with any tool, it's like important to be discerning. And like, we know ourselves better than anyone. So like, I always tell people when we get into readings, like, you know, this is an empowerment system. I want you to leave feeling empowered and inspired. I'm not here to say anything like negative. I don't want to have you leaving here feeling confused. Like my goal when I talk about human design is for you to be so inspired. I want you to be lit up by my sacral and I want you to be excited um, because generators have this like sacral life force. So I want them to (laughs) leave with that life force energy and I want them to really feel um, like they know themselves better. And so I 
think like with any tool, like if there's any piece in whatever thing that I ever say that for some reason doesn't resonate or isn't something that you feel like is like 100% true to you and the weight that I bring it to you, then like drop it, like leave it right there in the reading or, um, you know, same goes, like, I always say, like, when you go see your doctor, like yeah. your doctor only knows what you told them. Right. So if they're wanting to subscribe you to something, or if that's not feeling in alignment, like we all can be discerning between what actually works for us. Like some people follow a keto diet and some people follow a, you know, a vegan diet, whatever that is, like we're all individuals. So it's like choosing whatever tool works for you and experimenting with it. And that's what human design is about is like an yeah. experiment. Yeah, kind of like taking what resonates with you and then applying it to your life and then taking and then leaving the rest, you know, just like when you like you mentioned going to the doctor, like maybe getting a second opinion or, or maybe Mm -hmm. like everybody's different, like just making sure that you're tuning in back to like your intuition and making sure you're um, being intuitive, but also like, again, taking what resonates. Yeah. Like, I don't think it's like the end, like kind of when you go to a psychic, like, or you get your, you know, astrology chart, you know, read and someone's Mm -hmm. like, Oh, I see this in your seventh house. I see this and that that's not like the end all be all too. Like, I hate when people not hate, but it's just like, it does get a bad rap, but like, it's like, no, like, just take it. Like, just take what resonates at the end, you know? Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Just take like what works for you. And like, that's, So for me, like with human design, like that's kind of always my, my sort of approach is like, I want it to be empowering. I want you to feel like good and that this is a tool for you and it's a tool for high performance. And I mean, it works. I'm not, I'm not saying anything. I love human design. I think it's the most transformative tool that is ever out there because I am a little bit of history on me is like, I've been to every healer. I've, I've literally, you can name it. I've done it. And human design is the one thing that has changed my life drastically and it continues to change people's lives that I work with. So I, so that's what I love about it. Yeah. So it sounds like it kind of guided you, you know, to, you know, either to California or like now doing what you're doing, like working for yourself and working remotely and like just helping other people. It sounds like it led you to your life's purpose. What Mm -hmm. specifically do you think like human design can tell you and then also like should everybody know what their human design are there people that like really shouldn't like it doesn't matter for them because they're just gonna do whatever they want anyway um I think everyone should learn human design I mean on like I feel like if you don't know your human design I mean at some point in our world like you are going to have to know your human design I firmly believe that um whether or not you put that label on it or not you know yeah 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 I I mean, personally, and like, this is because I'm in this space and a few of my friends who are really into human design, like, I will not see anyone that doesn't know, like anyone that's going to help me with something. I will not see them if they don't understand human design. Like, that's just sort of like the level that I kind of am at. Like, if you do not understand my energy, like, I don't want, I don't want therapy from you. I don't want anything from you because like, that's just like, that's kind of my basis at this point where I think it's that helpful and that important. Um, like I said, it is a tool. So some people might not, might not resonate with it, but for me, it's, yeah, it's sort of everything and, um, how it can help you, you know, is just going back to like a lot of the things that I was saying. So like, for me, to give you some insight into my own chart, like when I, so I learned that I was a generator, which, okay, great. I have a consistent uh, source of energy, which has always been true. Like I've always been very energetic specifically when I do 
really am excited about. I'm uh, so energetic too. I, oh my gosh, I, I like totally feel that because yeah. I get excited even about the, like, like I mentioned before, like the CV next concert that got me through my day. And like, I don't know, like in the mornings, like if I, I know there's something like amazing happening, like, sorry, not to interrupt, but I feel like I'm very, I, that's something I like notice now. And I'm making that connection now that you're saying that, but it's mm-hmm. like, I, I feel the same way. Like I'm very, like if something ignites me, it ignites me. And that might be also, again, when, how astrology plays a part because I am a fire sign. So we're very passionate. Yeah. Oh yeah, totally. And, and that does play a part for sure. And I think that that is definitely like a piece of how this sort of all links together. And, um, so for me, it was like, when I learned that I was like, okay. And what was more interesting is that I was really drained at the time. I was really like feeling out of purpose and what I was doing. And so it was like, that's where I had to really start to experiment and see how this works. And so by each energy type, every energy type has a strategy. So for you and I, it's to respond as generators and, um, what to respond. respond. Yep. So it's not like you have to wait for someone to ask you a question to like respond to. It's more about, we are people who have really strong gut feelings. So any generator, whether a manifesting generator or a generator, we're what we call sacral beings. And in our chart, there's like this, it's like the square or energy center, and it is called our sacral and it's our life force. And it's this like part of our design that, um, it, it creates an availability and it's sort of like the consistent energy reserve projectors, manifestors, and reflectors do not have this energy in their chart. So they're like almost like non-energy beings in a way. <laughs> so it's so important that we do things that we love because it literally energizes the collective. Like we create a spillover of energy that like we literally radiate and sparkle and that allows other people to grab onto that energy. And so that is like how that's why it's so important. And so when we talk about this response, it's, we also have this sort of really strong ability to know when something is a yes versus a no for us. So what I mean by that is like, if something is like a yes for me, the way that my body feels specifically in my area below my belly button, my gut, that is like, it will feel expanded. It'll feel like excited. Like sometimes I literally feel like I would say like my gears are turning and it, sort of just like, it's my generator. It's the generator motor in me. That's like motorizing. And so that is like this life force that happens. And so if that's expanded, that's a, something's a yes. So it's kind of like that quote, if it's not a hell yes, it's a hell no, yeah. like it's your gut. And then, um, if something's a no, you'll feel like achy. You may have a stomach ache cause it's literally in the area of your belly. You may, um, feel very off. You may feel, um, just it might just be an instant no, like you might feel contracted, restricted, even in, like saying things like, I don't know, maybe I'm not sure. Like those are pretty much just no's. No. Yeah. So um, that's like kind of how the generator operates. Now, generators can have what we call sacral authority in your authority is the next piece in human design. This is your, literally just your intuition. Um, why it's called authority is because it has sort of the authority over everything. It's never your mind. Number one, it's never anyone else. It's just your intuition. So this is the authority. This is the thing that you can always rely on. Think of authority, like your teacher, your principal, your parents, like this is the, per- this is the thing that you should always rely on more than yeah. any or anything. Um, and so if you're a generator, you can have emotional authority or sacral authority. Do you know which one you are? Uh, I have my chart right now pulled up. Um, Wait, let me look, show it to me. I can see if I just. Life force. Um, oh, 
S-A-C, sake. I don't know. Oh, wait. Um, you have, okay, yeah, you have sacral authority. Oh, <laughs> sacral? you just cut off. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> you have sacral authority, which, okay, so you're similar to me then. So the sacral yeah. is essentially the, um, yeah, it's like your gut. And so basically what I just said, that's how you operate. When you make decisions, it's like, let me tune into that gut, that gut, that can help, that can happen for you very quickly. Um, Like you can feel that yes or no. If you have what we call emotional authority, which a lot of people have actually like majority of the population does, which adds a layer to it, you would have to like wait for clarity and really work through your emotions before you access your gut, but you don't have that. So um, that's nice. Oh my God. No, sorry. I just totally relate. Like this is making so much sense to me because I totally have like my intuition, my intuition, like it's never, like it's never wrong. And I, I I think also it gives you agency to like act on certain things. I'm like, sorry, lead a fulfilling life, but also, you know, get into alignment, which is something we talked about earlier. Um, yeah, sorry. Continue. No, that's exactly like how it works. And so like by literally like for you, like how your system works is like, okay, so you're a generator. So you're meant to respond, respond based on respond to decisions, choices, anything in front of you based on how that gut feels. Yeah. Because that's the sacral authority. It's like, that is your authority. So we can trust that. Um, And then when you do that, it always leads to feeling satisfied. So like your signature theme or the sign that you're in alignment is satisfaction. And so like that can you know, by definition that can look different for everyone, but really ultimately it just means like when you're so satisfied and like juiced up about something like that's the indication that you are, um, in alignment basically. Yeah. Yeah. The sign that you're out of alignment is frustration. So if you're ever feeling frustrated or stuck, that's sort of like a light bulb. That's like, I'm out of alignment. I need to figure out, like, I need to start tuning back into this. I need to stop forcing things, pushing things. I need to, um, remind myself to, just sort of tune into my intuition, not use my head, not think smart, not be smart, not do what society tells me to do. And just really just trust myself. Even if it doesn't. Yeah. A hundred percent. And, um, I, you mentioned you were doing your weekly AMAs earlier and I screenshotted one of them that you, this is perfect because it's a, it's a perfect segue, but you, someone asked you, um, because we were talking about nine to fives earlier and you felt like you weren't aligned with that. I feel like nine to fives is not going to be my end all either. Like I know in my gut again, that I'm just going to do all go and do my own thing. And mm-hmm. I, I feel that way right now where I'm frustrated and burned out. I just, I don't like where I'm at. I'm not satisfied. I'm not like, you know, like in every aspect, I'm just, I feel like I'm not fulfilling my life's purpose. And that's something you noticed too, especially as a generator. And mm-hmm. so you just, you didn't, I, again, your energy felt depleted, just like with a, I think you mentioned like a reflector, like if they're hanging out with someone else's energy, that's depleting their energy. That's a good indicator for them to like, maybe, you know, back away. <laughs> but this person asked you, and again, I screenshotted it because I thought it was yeah. so good. And I wanted to ask you about it. Yeah. But um, what was your first initial step? You knew you, you needed to quit your nine to five. Was it a planned quit or that's it? You know, I'm done quitting. Um, and you said when my frustration, not self theme turned into anxiety, then progressed into depression and intrusive thoughts. Mm-hmm. So do you want to dive into a little bit more about how you knew that, you know, your nine to five, you know, and what you were doing before was not in alignment for you. And you also, you obviously discovered, I think you probably discovered my human design and you got really, um, you, you felt like you felt aligned. Yeah. So it, 
Yeah. I mean, honestly, there was just so much that there's, there's a lot to that story. I, when I signed my, like when I signed my corporate job, I was in college. I'd done an internship at this where I was. And I remember walking into the internship that I had at my corporate job and not even being excited about, like, I was excited, but I was just like, I didn't know what to expect. And I ended up like actually really liking, like I said, the, the company was great and the role and stuff that I had was incredible. And I had this internship and I ended up getting this job um, offer and, you know, I was making really good money. I, I think I made more money than all of my friends right after college. Yeah. And I, so everything seemed, you know, on paper, really smart, really great. Yeah. Now the problem was this was located in my hometown, which like, I always kind of knew, like, I wasn't excited about going back to, um, I knew it wasn't like somewhere that I like wanted to be. And so I remember feeling like it was like, kind of like a golden handcuff. I had a, a someone, um, that I worked with kind of, um, say the same thing. She, she used to say like, where we work is a golden handcuff that like you can never leave because they, they pay so well and it's a great company, but it's like, even if you're unfulfilled, it like feels impossible. And so true. Yeah. And so that's really like that when she said that phrase, it's just as always sort of stuck with me. And so, yeah, my, my whole senior year of college, it was, I went through a lot of anxiety. I think I was like, really, it was, it's so funny because like, I think sometimes I don't want to discredit mental health or anything because I've gone through a lot of it, but I, I, what I have found in my own journey is that anytime that we're anxious or, and I've had anxiety, I've had panic attacks, I've dealt with depression and intrusive thoughts in different parts of my life. And where I'm at now is that I've learned that every time that that's happening, it's because I'm ignoring something so deep inside of me. And yeah, like even my senior year of college, there was, that's like when I started having major panic attacks. Um, and then when I started my job, I just felt ultimately like really unfulfilled. It was really stressful. I moved back home. There were no friends. Um, all my friends went to like Chicago and New York and all these big cities and yeah, I was like super lonely and I tried to keep forcing this job to work and I was, I was good at it. Like, I'm not gonna, you know, I, I made it work, but it was, you know, I think ultimately I ended up going on a solo yoga retreat in Costa Rica by myself. And what's really interesting now and in talking about manifestation is like, as I read back on my journal, like I wrote things like I want to work for myself and I want to yeah. like help people. I want to be in like wellness and I remember like, there's literally a page that's like, how can I work for myself? And I was like, become a yoga teacher. And like, I was just like listing anything that I could, where it was like helping people and like doing some like things that I love. Like essentially it was just basically writing a list of things that I love to do. <laughs> and then it was like, can I make I one? love that. And then it manifested too. Are you certified too? Uh, in yoga? Yeah. Um, it's so funny you bring this up because I was in a yoga teacher training and I just dropped out on Friday. <laughs> Oh no. I mean, it's, yeah. a, it's a big commitment. I did it like pre-pandemic and I can't imagine doing it right now. You know, obviously the, the goal is to work for myself. So a lot of people I feel like are in this position or um, can relate to just wanting to work for themselves. And like, yes, you have to be on 24 seven, you're responsible for so much more, but I think it's rewarding. And maybe you can speak more about that and how, how did you know it was time to quit what was your transition to from a nine to five to just working from yourself remotely, you know, like what specific steps do you think got you there? 
Yeah. So I would say that that was a really long journey of me trying to go from my nine to five to kind of doing what I do now. It wasn't a, an easy journey, but it was something that, um, I think I like that, that quote that you saw on Instagram was like, Mm -hmm. I wish I had done it sooner. Yeah. Um, was like with human design, my not self theme, which is basically the sign that I'm out of alignment is frustration. And I always say that like, when we're in our not self themes for too long, we end up feeling it it becomes worse and it manifests into something bigger. So like anxiety or depression or something of that nature. So as I, like when I first, like when I first started doing human design, I never realized it was going to be like my, my full-time thing. And I talk about this in the first episode of my podcast, where I, I talk about like, when I started doing human design, I just thought it was like my like second income, my side hustle. Like I had had this job and I had read something that's like most millionaires have like seven streams of income. So I was like, okay, like this is my stream of income. And so that's like kind of what it was for me. It wasn't that I was like chasing money about it. Like it was just sort of like, this is something really fun for me and I like doing it. So I'm going to like bake in some time every week to like sit down with people in my evenings and do these like sessions. And so that's what I was doing as I was working this career. And I think increasingly like what happened is I became like more and more like, I really started to love like what I was doing for human design. And as I was doing more charts, reading people and getting involved with that, I just started to feel like this is something like that I'm really passionate about. And I just like, wish I could do more of it. And I don't know how to bake time into my day. And like, luckily I was working remote. So I could like, sort of like, you know, put blocks on my calendar and, and things like that. But at the end of the day, then like, then my work that I was being paid to do was also kind of failing. And so I just started to feel like increasingly like this pull of like, I need to be here. And, and actually like in the process, like I'm, I'm a very hard worker and I don't say that like proudly, like I, I am like diagnosed, like workaholic and I, and I'm learning to not be that anymore. Like this year has been a lot of like trying to shed some of that away because I think I, like last year was a very heavy mental health year because of how hard I work. And, you know, I'm learning that you don't have to work so hard to have the things that you want. So as I was, so like during this transition, I finally, like, I just hit a point where, I mean, I experienced so much depression, like I'm, and I've had anxiety like on and off my entire life. And I've had like panic attacks before. And so I was like very familiar with that sort of realm of mental health, but I never really felt depressed. Like I never knew what that felt like to like, not want to do things or feel like, like intrusive thoughts and So I just started to like, feel really strange, like, like weird thoughts would come into my head. And I was just like, I don't like, I don't feel like I'm myself. And I just kind of felt really strange. And I started to explore that, like got the help that I needed, but in like through that, and actually like when I did a reading with someone, I realized that it was, it was apparent that like where this was coming from was because I had found this thing, human design that I loved to do. And I was actually in a reading with someone where I felt phony because they were like, how do you like live your design? And how do you like tune into your intuition? And I was like, I don't like, I'm like not practicing what I preach. And so I started to like, it was just kind of like a gut moment where I was like, oh my God, like, who am I? Like, why am I telling people all these things? I'm not even like embodying it. And that's never a good sign um, in business. Anyone listening who's like, has their own business. Like you have to 
you have to have the experience like you like everything you teach you have to like fully believe and embody to like it to land with other people and so it was literally like a few days later I scheduled a call with my boss and I was like I'm struggling and we ended up he ended up allowing me to go part-time which I was like okay we'll do a transition it was like a six-month part-time contract and he was like at the end of the six months you can either go back to full-time or you can leave and it was really supportive because like I still had all my benefits and all that good stuff so I ended up leaving after going part-time. Um, and then it's been the greatest, like I haven't had much of any like mental health, anything since that happened. And so like kind of that transition is I always just tell people, like, if you're experiencing, you know, and I'm not a mental health professional, so like, I'm not diagnosing or saying that this is the case for everyone, but for me, like my own experience is that like, if you're feeling those like heavy, like anxiety or depression or panic or anything of that nature, like know that there's something deep down that like is causing that. And for me, it was just simply like not listening to my intuition. And so by being able to tune back into my intuition, um, by actually starting to use my, my human design, like I literally felt like I was, my gut was telling me over and over and like, you needed to do this thing. And I just was not doing it. And so finally when I made that decision, it was like, it was almost like I was in a glass box and the glass shattered, but like, it was like, okay, now like walk into walk it. Like now like get out of this box. Like now, like you can, you were already in the box. So you could see it's time. Go. Yeah. But now like, break through the, <laughs> the glass. I don't know if this is a good analogy, but no, I think it is. Glass. Yeah. So my, yeah. So what I always just say to people and, and now that I've been doing it, like, I love what I'm doing. And, um, I love the work that I, that I, you know, I have all these projects and stuff in my mind and I wish that I would have left earlier because it would have then allowed me to, to free up my time to, to do more of the stuff that I'm like, like the plans that I have right now that I'm like trying to work out and like in the next few months. And I'm like, I wish that I, I wish that I just would have quit right when I like had that like moment where like, I felt like this was, I was onto something. Yeah. And I I was going to also add in there, like, sometimes I always like, I'm really big on manifestation. And one of the other things that I always say is like, when we're, when we're really close to getting where we need to go, the universe will test you. And I was actually tested and I, and I failed the test. I got a huge promotion at my corporate job, um, in between all of this. And so that was almost like another golden handcuff, like holding me to that position where I was like, this seems like the smart thing, but my intuition was just like, no. So you took yeah. it. Oh my god. Yeah. I mean, it was and like, took on more like almost like it was almost like a twenty thousand dollar bump. And so I was oh, like, I get it. like cool. <laughs> so I was like, I'm gonna take this like promotion and I it was like nice making money, but then I was just like, but for what? Like I'm so right. unhappy. Like totally. what's the what's money if I'm like miserable making it? Like that doesn't that's not no. sustainable. Sometimes it's, it's not- just not worth the price or like the the money thing or like you know, the other thing about manifestation is I feel like you, by saying you're a hard worker too, like that also helped in your manifestation. And I liked how you said, you know, the universe tested you. Most importantly of all, your intuition was telling you, you need to go for it and you need to just um, like take the leap, even if it's scary. But I feel like that's when magic happens. You know, that's when you reach your highest potential is when you feel scared or out of your comfort zone or like you know I think if you're able to like why why not just take the next step and like especially if you know intuitively you know it's probably going to pay off yeah yeah and like I think that's the thing it was like I was I kept trying to prove to myself and like this is something that I human design like one of the reasons why people love it so much is it actually like teaches you how to get out of your head and into your body and so 
you know, every time I try to get in my head about things, I'm like, no, we're not going there because I know that when I go there and I try to like, think that I like, since I got this promotion, I should stay here. I think that I should do this thing because it seems right to everyone else. Or it's, you know, it's going to make me a lot of money. And at the end of the day, like, it's not like, I think the more that we just listen to ourselves, like you're never going to have happiness if you don't, if you don't do the things that like literally make you happy, like you're not going to, and just know that like when your frequency is at that higher place, that's going to attract everything else to come into your life. So, and that's so important to remember because like it happens like every day where you like feel good doing something and you know, when you don't feel doing something, but like, you know what I mean? Like when I come to work every day, I'm like, this is not where I'm supposed to be, you know? And it sucks because I have to come in and I, I'm like, I don't want to do that. If I already know I don't want to do that, it's like, I shouldn't. Like you have to be like secure. So it's like, well, I have like rent and I have a car yeah, payment. Like, totally. You know, this is a privileged That's conversation. Get, yeah. Don't get me wrong. Like I'm lucky because like I had my partner who's like still pays our rent right now because like I'm still in a transition. So it's not like it's, it's easy all the time. And I think like mm-hmm. for some people, like, it's like, why didn't you just like do the thing that you wanted to do? And it's like, no, it could be really challenging. It can so, be really challenging. Yeah. There's a lot of factors, but at the same time, it's like, if you're working towards it, just keep going. I think that's a number. That's like one takeout, a takeaway people should take. It's just keep going. You'll figure it out as you go. If you have to, I love how you optimize your time too, because I'm very into optimizing time. And this will lead to like, I think my last question for you in terms of like, okay, I can't do full-time right now. I'm going to go back to, I'm going to, you know, talk to my boss and see if I can do part-time. That way I have more time to um, work on my human design and like work on my side hustle. Cause that's true. I've read that too about side hustles. Um, But I think just optimizing time and seeing where you can, you know, get your time back. It's like, it's really key. Um, but I was wondering if you have a Monday and night, uh, like Monday, oh my God. Um, if you have a specific morning and night routine, because I think that definitely sets up, sets you up for success. I'm sure you have like a high vibrational and spiritual and like wonderful routine. So for me, routine is actually something I struggle with a lot and it's part of my human design to, here's the thing. So there's a certain gate in here in human design. It's, it's gate five. And, you know, our gates are our gifts and I have this gift. And for me, like my gate five is it's all, it's all about routines and rhythms and rituals. And it's been a struggle for me because I've really struggled with routine my entire life. Um, and I actually think that it's conditioning from my parents. Like my parents were never like really good at like waking up in the morning or oh. like my parents never like prioritized having a morning routine like like it's a joke like my last name is McLeod it's like the McLeods are always late (laughs) oh my gosh (laughs) like a joke in our family and it's something that I've struggled with um and I feel bad because I was like late this morning but that's not no 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 it's not like that like I try to respect people's time but it's been a challenge for me to have a morning routine because for for me it's about like so, so, okay. That's a part of my chart is like having this gate five. So like, I know routine's okay for me. And then part of my chart it's so like, we have these arrows or there are variables and they speak to the way that our body digests information and the way that like our mind digests information. And so for me, like I have a very strategic mind. And so like, I'm very like, um, we would say like left brain and like left, um, everything that's like very disciplined. And then my body is actually not, my body is more passive. And so for me, like something that I struggle with is that I, my mind will like want to do a routine and my body just sometimes can't follow through. Yeah. Sometimes you just have to listen to your body. 
Yeah. Though. So I will say though, so I don't wake up at like the same time every day. And this is something that I would, I'm trying to do, but what I do is I, I do the same things every morning. Like I wake up, right. I ideally I do my five minute <laughs> journal, um, you know, comes and goes like, I, I don't, I don't beat myself up if I don't like get my journal in. And then I, I usually will go straight to a yoga class if I can. Um, but only like my body only allows me to do that a few days a week before it's like, you need rest. Yeah. So I, I do that. And then I, I make a matcha, a superfood matcha every single morning. It's like my ritual. I have to do it. I love that. Uh, and then I, I always make a smoothie. Like I'm really into like big superfood smoothies. And so I do my matcha and I do my smoothie and I have a skincare routine and I brush my teeth, obviously. And that's like pretty much my routine. And then before I go to bed, it's like a similar thing. I make a tea. I do like a calming tea with magnesium powder. Calm, calm. Yeah, magnesium. I love calm. Shout out to calm. <laughs> the best. So I do best. that. And then I like, I take my dog out and then I put the house to bed. Like I, <laughs> my apartment. Yeah. Um, just put my dog's toys in his crate and like fix the pillows on the couch. And, um, yeah. And then I just do my skincare and like, I'm trying to like, there's things that I'd like to add into my routine. Like I want to read a little bit more and not spend so much time on my phone or watching TV before I go to bed. I'm, I'm guilty of doing those things. So I do have some spiritual practices and, you know, I do like, I have cards and things that I'll pull if it feels like I need a little bit of guidance, but never, um, never like I don't I don't stick to like the same sort of thing when it comes to that I usually just do the things that are going to make me like healthy and then yeah. <laughs> add in the other things as it seems necessary yeah so I wish I had a better answer but that's sort of like my routine no, I guess. no you do kind of have a, a, a routine and it's whatever works best for you too I like how routines can or like rituals and stuff can be so optimized and personal so mm-hmm. thank you for sharing and yeah um, going back to human design, actually. Um, so, you know, obviously healing can be very fundamental in any person's journey. Um, do you think there's a type of human design that's a natural healer because, or like considered a healer? So I wouldn't say there's like a specific type, but there's things that I can look at in someone's chart. Like reflectors are really open so like they're they kind of mirror the energy of other people so like I was gonna go with reflector too (laughs) yeah that can be healing for someone else but um I would say gate 61 is very healing um it's like knowing like understanding mysteries of life so could understand like you know the mysteries of like what someone's experiencing um someone with an open spleen specifically would be able to like pick up on the well-being of others like I don't have an open spleen and like I do a lot of like healing work with people so it's hard to say specifically but um yeah that and I would say anyone who has a five in their profile um five in your profile is like the hero or the savior and so there's this natural ability there's like a, it's, there's two sides of the coin here where like people, people are naturally drawn to people who have a five in their profile. Um, there's like this aura about them. That's like, they're going to help me. And like, they're going to like solve my problems. And the challenge with that is like the five doesn't always agree to solving these problems that people just assume that they can solve. So they fives (laughs) I'm, I have a five in my profile. They have to be too. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So it's, there's, they're the heroes and the saviors. So people like, it's a gift because people like it's almost like you don't have to market your over market yourself because people already like see that you're going to help them or help like you're going to solve a problem. Yeah. But, um, 
and they like to do that. The fives like to, but they just need to make sure that they're not overdoing it. And they're really kind of putting that energy into the right people or places. Or Or like helping themselves first before they can help others kind of a thing. Right. Yeah. Cause I think self-care is like that goes into self-care or even just as simple as like helping yourself first, but it's like taking care of yourself first kind of a thing. Yeah. Okay. Well, yeah, that's amazing to know. And I didn't know that about, I was just curious. That's just a random question, but um, yeah, thank you so much for coming on Leah. Um, yeah of course I loved it and you like you're just so fun to talk yeah for sure same here and like your what you said about nine to five like I could go on and on so that's why I was like I have to cut it out a little bit but um again thank you so much for coming on where can the people find you and learn more about human design also you have a new podcast already out congratulations thank you so excited for you if you want to learn more I'm most active on Instagram I'm at the design of you and I'm also on I have my website which is just the design of you.com you can actually look up your chart on my website you can book a reading and I've got some fun programs I'm launching here and I did just launch a podcast which is the design of you the podcast um you can look that up and I have my first episode out and probably by the time this releases my second episode will be live there that you if you go to the podcast you can learn about human design spirituality manifestation and all the fun things so definitely check it out yay thank you so much Leah for coming on um thank you for having me Karen hi guys thank you so much for listening to this week's episode with Leah the design of you I hope you all enjoyed it and learned something new I'm honestly still very fascinated and want to keep learning more about human design and um like manifestation, I feel like there's just something new every single day that I'm learning. And I had a wonderful chat with Leah. Um, You know, I think this episode was definitely not only enlightening for me at least and hopefully for you guys too, but something that has been a recurring theme in my life right now. And again, I'm very fascinated and I love how everything is intersected, you know, like with, you know, by everything, I mean, Um, astrology, human design, manifestation, the universe, like whatever you want to call it. Like I think it all blends in together super well. Um, But yeah, let me know what you guys think of this week's episode. Again, I hope you guys are all having a really wonderful fall so far. I mean, I can't believe just how chilly LA has been so lately. So hopefully, you know, wherever you are, you're staying warm and cozy. The year's almost practically over. I can't believe I'm saying this, but it's a reality. Um, also, if you guys take her quiz, let me know what human, what type of human design you are, because I'm obviously a generator and I want to know more and feel free to, again, just let me know, um, what you guys are and, um, let me know what you think of this week's episode. As always, you can find the podcast at how dot not to be a Karen podcast on Instagram um, and myself at Karen Giselle 28. And again, thank you so much for listening. Um, hope you guys enjoyed it and stay warm out there. Bye.